What's up, guys? This is Sholomani Duena, Miguel Diaz from Cobra Kai. This is Jacob Bertrand. I play Hawk. And you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Woo! This is Luscious Lou, and I listen to the Comic Syndicate. If you love comics, you'll be into wet. Listen to the Comic Syndicate. If movies make you contemplate, just science will accommodate. Twitter for communication at Comic Syndicate 1. I was drowning in a sea of podcasts, and I found the one I need at long last. Book reviews, the news, and sex facts. It's more than anyone can ask for. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. Ooh, the Comic Syndicate Podcast. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate, episode 335. I'm your host, Josias, at For the Villain on Twitter, at Comic underscore Syndicate on Instagram. Welcome back to another week, guys. Let's hit it like we normally do, what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Episode 235 was recorded October 25th, 2018. I entitled this one, hashtag Busy Days. Uh, this week at four, the villain keeps it short, but sweet as he hits what we spoke about 100 episodes ago and experiences goes into a few stories about the past few weeks, bullet points, then rolls into comic talk, comic news, Guillermo del Toro to direct Pinocchio animated movie for Netflix. I have not seen that one still, uh, it dropped, uh, last year, I believe LeBron, LeBron James in talks to produce Friday the 13th reboot. Totally forgot about that rumor. Disney removes removes a Marvel Studios film from its 2020 release slate. Dark Phoenix may be first Fox movie released by Disney, which it was not. Netflix cancels Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Wonder Woman 1984 released moved to summer 2020. Then finally, rock some comic reviews. Extermination number three. Ed Brisson was a writer, Pepe Larraz was the artist, Marte Gracia was a colorist, and DC Comics Red Hood Outlaw number 27, Scott Liddell was a writer, Pete Woods was the artist and inker on that one. Alright guys, um, let's hit it. I was jacked up, so thank you everyone for all the love and support, I guess. No, I mean, serious shit, yeah, the support um, for my rant and venting session last week about the throat situation. Um, today is day 21. <laughs> uh, day 21, I'm 95% back to where I need to be. Uh, the antibiotics did help out immensely. So I feel good. Uh, still not 100%. Like I know I'm not 100% yet. But again, thank you guys for the love. Uh, here's going to hit some shout outs actually. Uh, Alex Thorne off of episode 333.1. Thanks, Alex. I like this one. I love how we created an issue as a simulation to prepare for this shit and then shit ourselves when it actually happened. God bless the USA. Uh, also, I did enjoy this. Um, and also, again, thank you, Alex. He tossed me out. Um, an idea for a future deep dives and rabbit holes uh, episode that that I've already looked into, and just very cool, very weird 
uh, topic, but I liked it, so I got to do some more research and homework on that one. So this particular shout-out was based off of the deep dives and rabbit holes of the, the Dark Winter that I had put out several weeks ago. They are completely different entities than the comic syndicate that you guys are listening to right now. Uh, they're fun for me. The only thing that's not fun about them is the research that I put into it. Uh, the homework that goes into those ones, not necessarily the writing it out, not the structure necessarily. Um, and then depending on how long those ones go, they can be anywhere from 25 minutes and I've gone a full hour on one of those ones. And there also is going to be a part two of The Dark Winter. I didn't hit uh, all the other research facts I came across. So uh, look at, be on the lookout for that one. I have zero idea when I'm going to drop that one. The goal this week, uh, all last week, so follow up with the throat real quick, uh, is uh, whew, all last week I got home from the second job and uh, I tried to get as much rest and sleep as I could. I normally get home about 11 o'clock and I can read and work on the show. Um, this, this past week, I literally had zero time because I knew I needed to let my body rest and finally get back to where I need to be. So I did very little reading last week and, uh, I was going to put out, uh, an episode filler that Adam and I had done of a review on his, uh, comics and third yes podcast of, uh, the fall of X number one, which I really enjoyed doing with him. I tried to upload it earlier today, and the file he gave me um, wasn't the best file. So I figured, you know what, it's my lunch break on January 17th on a fucking Wednesday. I have a office meeting in a bit, so I have to record this as quickly as I can. And hopefully there's not a lot of editing I have to do. I just wanted to keep you guys followed up on that one. Next shout out, Eric Lopez, I love you, homie. He says, yo, dude, I hope you're feeling better. And in response to the question of the week, I'm right there with you. Physical injuries will eventually heal or at least become tolerable. But the mental and emotional stuff I've had harder times coming back from. A lot of it has always been suffered in silence, even to this day, even with therapy. It's been so ingrained to be that way. I had seeing it be exploited slash weaponized against people that I would consider close. To be fair and honest, it's probably like that for a lot of us dudes. It's shitty that even after years of therapy, I still consider suffering in silence than sharing. Uh, Eric, I always love fucking your, your, I mean, all you guys, when you guys hit me up, I love chatting with you guys. I love the thoughts you guys bring to the table. Um, Alex literally sent me a message last night about last week's show, um, and I already had the show written out. So um, much love when you guys bring thought-provoking stuff back to me. I, I enjoy it, and I love it, and I want to share it. Eric, um, it, this one was a cool conversation because we did branch off. And first of all, let's hit your points real quick, dude. Um, you're right, dude. Uh, I feel the same way. Sometimes, especially for guys, we do, unfortunately. Uh, even to say it out loud fucking sucks, but we have to suffer in silence a lot as dudes. And the people we're supposed to trust uh, and this goes for women, women too. Now, this part of it is um, when you tell people about it, people, friends, slash family, whoever it might be, someone you think you can trust, exploit it or weaponize it. And and that's a great fact that I didn't think about right away. 
And it's something I completely agree with, uh, Eric. And I loved this this conversation started because you and I had a conversation after this that I'm not even going to share. But it, it's a I don't want to say a personal conversation he and I had, but more venting. <laughs> venting is the best way to to put it. Like um, I was able to shoot out some shit to Eric about shit I'm dealing with and you know vice versa and eric you don't know how much you kind of helped me that that day because i was kind of feeling miserable on top of feeling miserable and um it, it, i always appreciate the, these talks and chats across the board with all you guys so eric much love as always dude thank you so much uh continuing on with shout outs the weird street podcast with my boy jacob medina and his wife eva they're cool fun uh the interaction they have really good informative podcast the oh no not another one hosted by sarah kitsinis and derek krentz and last but not least always the comics and third ds podcast adam garza hector granejo and ben davis is in charge of that one now uh they're great guys they have a lot of fun uh they sound great together and i always appreciate the love that that they share um back to the comic syndicate so you guys rock please find these guys i love these guys they're the only legit comic podcast i listen to so if you guys like what i do they do the same thing with just a little bit of a spin on it uh and they're very pg-13 which is not a bad thing uh i'm the rated r or rated x version um on twitter on x uh there's a hashtag i use you know even sometimes use it on um instagram uh the hashtag is hashtag not your typical comic podcast um i'm a little bit different um i'm insanely insanely candid i like sharing i share probably too much of my own personal experiences my life just everything so if you guys like the show please drop a like heart thumbs up or review anywhere you guys can find the comic syndicate podcast on any podcast app you listen to that's the most i'm ever going to ask from you guys uh share the podcast as well but uh leave leave some feedback please i'm never gonna put up a paywall for you guys i'm never gonna start an account where you guys have to pay for anything i'm not gonna do a patreon thing uh, i started this off free because i'm a blue collar worker and you know i'm not gonna ask somebody to pay for something granted it's free content and hopefully free enjoyment free media and um i i believe that uh yeah it should be free and for you guys all to enjoy uh last thing this one was a weird one uh, the question of the week, I'm normally good about putting these ones out and I'm like, okay, do you want to go with this question, Josiah? And it was going to be almost a piggyback of last week's, um, uh, I had said something that, um, me at 75%, me at 80% is better than a lot of people out there 100%. No one got offended by that, thank goodness. Um, but it's something I completely feel like me, Dude, a broken Josias at 50% is better than a lot of people at their 100, giving it their all. Um, it's just something that I strictly believe in because uh, I know me. I know my work ethic. Um, and it was going to be kind of a piggyback off of that, but I came up with, with a cornier one. Um, it is, uh, fuck it, here it is. Um, what, what is the, oh my God, I lost. What is the best? And worst birthday present you guys have ever received. 
completely weird, completely random, completely corny. Hopefully, it's going to make you laugh and think. But um, again, what is the best and worst birthday present you have ever received? If you guys have it right now, put it on pause. The podcast, uh, if you guys, you know, put on pause, come back at the end of the show, and I will share thoughts on, on what I bring to the table. All right, guys, give me a few. I'll be right back with some comic talk. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. I'm writing All-Star Batman uh, this year, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. I'm Mitch Gerrans, the artist and Sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michelle. We're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and we're having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon. And uh, you're listening to me live on Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comic Syndicate. Comic Talk. All right, guys, welcome back to some comic talk. Uh, let's see. Okay, only because I have to jump out real quick uh, for my meeting. I was hoping I was able to kill this episode as quickly as I could. I didn't want to rush it, but let's hit some reviews. I had a little bit of news, but we're going to skip that this week. First review is going to be a Marvel Comics title, Rise of the Powers of X, number one. Kieran Gillen is the writer. R.B. Silva is the artist. David Curiel is the color artist. V.C.'s Clayton Cowles is the letterer. So this one starts off plus 10 years, so 10 years from now. The Tower of Nimrod, the Lesser. The Human Machine Monolith on Earth. Nimrod starts off here with Nimrod and the Omega Sentinel speaking of how they thought they could win. The mutants. So they're talking shit on the mutants. As we now see the world in ashes. So we now see some pages like it's complete fucking burnt shot to shit to hell. We see Emma Frost in her diamond form dead and, and kind of broken apart. So like her, her limbs are, are literally broken off. Then we get some scenes now with Mystique and Gambit, where Gambit decides to make a call that will get Raven out, that will get Mystique out. Uh, he uses his abilities so he can charge objects with his kinetic energy. To save her, he literally charges his whole body to create a giant explosion, taking out a grip-load army of Stark Sentinels, in essence killing himself, but allowing Mystique to get out. I love fucking Gambit, guys. Uh, so it was cool. Uh, the story then jumps to the Broken Sword orbit, which is outer, sp outer space. And then we get some dialogue. They're all dead, but they did it. We've got a location, Captain. And then we now see the Professor. So his body is ravaged by his powers. But now the Professor we see is not Professor X necessarily. We see Sink now, uh, one of the old, old mutants from... Uh, Generation X. Uh, Sink is holding on and holding the team together now. So now on this team, we see Iron Man, an AI imprint of a long-dead Tony Stark in his final suit. We see Shadow Tiger, what was left of Kate Pride after consuming the Death Seed. We see Captain Krakoa, Kamala Khan, the last captain of the Krakoan Age. Then we see Wolverine, Logan, the living X-Sanction. So from here, we, we see this X-Men team. And then from here, we see uh, how the comic jumps now to the Orcus Forge deep in space. Now we see Nimrod once again with Mora McTaggart and the Omega Sentinel once again. 
And the dialogue here between them is, I saw something similar in one of my lives. So this is more a McTaggart speaking. My sixth. It was 1,000 years from now. Incredible. It is, Moira. A simple plan, really. I brought the knowledge of the technology from the far future, where the mutants defeated us, to the present day where, they're, when, where they were unprepared. It took five years to build what we needed, and then we aimed it at Mars. Five years of it working, and now we have a world mind. Then they get interrupted now by Dr. Stasis. That gives them some information about uh, Fae Long gathering some information on a certain individual. So now as we... It jumps back now to the remaining X-Men now try to make a break in into the Orcus compound now containing this information they're looking for. So Nimrod and Omega Sentinel quickly find out, though, and decide to scrap one last time, even though they've won and they're kind of waiting this new form, this new existence that, that they've been uh, searching for and seeking out. Um, and the next scrap is literally of this small team of X-Men against these, these now advanced Stark Sentinels. Even before Nimrod and, and Omega Sentinel get there, like I read it, gave it a once through and I'm like, okay. And then I, I started looking at the panels and I'm like, holy shit, this is a sick fucking fight. <laughs> like, uh, if you guys get a chance when you guys are reading comics, like pay attention to the art as well. And I mean, I always do, but, um. Uh, yeah, it was late night last week, and I'm like, fuck, I'm tired. So it sucks because you get home sometimes, and you just don't want to read. You don't want to play video games. You just want to rest your eyes. So this was one of those things where I'm like, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fucking hey, look at this fucking panel. Like, there is a lot of action going down. Um, it was fucking sick. So check this one out, guys. Um, it was a it was a good read. Um and, and I just loved it, dude. So we see the Kitty Pride now, Kate Pride, uh, this new version of her we've never really seen. Um, and she's going into town on these Stark Sentinels. Like, it's fucking, again, pretty dope to see. So uh, if you guys are unfamiliar to the X-Men titles, uh, there it's the Fall of X happening right now. This one is a lot of context. Uh, I did enjoy the comic because I, I know the characters. Uh, there has been so much going on, it can be a little overwhelming and possibly a little convoluted if you if you want to start with this particular title. I wouldn't recommend that. If you guys are intrigued by any of these stories or characters, hit me up on the side and I will let you guys know, okay, this is the current run of X-Men, start with this one first. Let me know your favorite X-Men and I can point you in the right direction as well. So I didn't want to go too deep in this, but I did enjoy it. Uh, it was it was cool, not book of the week, but um, I, I did enjoy it. All right, next one is going to be, I think the next three were kind of books of the week-ish. So let's hit the next one. Okay, this is something that's very cool about about doing this fucking podcast, guys. Uh, I get invited to a lot of places. I get to uh, go to places as media, uh, and I, it's fucking cool. I get to go to comic San Diego Comic Con, uh, drew a blank there. San Diego Comic Con, WonderCon, Los Angeles Comic Con, uh, I even get invited to like media press outlets for like movies and film festivals which i have not been to yet because most times they're they're far away i think there's going to be a newport beach one that i'm going to try to make out to this year um and just to get content for the show and get some more fucking interviews i just like doing this nerdy shit because it's opened up a lot of fucking doors for me and to do cool shit like that. And it's, this is my fun passion project. Um, one of the cool perks 
on top of them sending me, you know, books and stuff, they send me advanced screeners of stuff and they send me press releases, um, PDFs of, of comics that haven't been released yet. Uh, this one did drop those, so I'm going to hit this one. It's going to be a Skybound Image Comics. It's going to be Cobra Commander, number one. Joshua Williamson is the writer. I love this guy as a writer. Andrea Milana is the artist. Uh, uh, Annalisa Leonani. Oh, I'm sorry. Leoni is the colorist. Russ Wooten is the letterer. Um, if you guys are familiar with G.I. Joe, uh, I grew up with G.I. Joe. I grew up, I'm a child of the, of the eighties. So I grew up a Transformers fan, uh, the old generation one, you know, He-Man, Transformers, Gobots, um, all that shit. Thundercats, you know, uh, Silverhawks was my era, uh, is why I have this, this passion for it now. Cause I grew up with some cool fucking shit. If you guys are a fan of, of uh, G.I. Joe, this is a, a cool one. So it starts off in a blizzard at a small restaurant slash pub named No Man's Land. So now Cobra Commander happens to walk in and politely ask these guys. So he's classic uh, classic Cobra Commander with his, with his shell fucking face mask helmet. And he politely asks for a vehicle. And one of, as one of the patrons leaves, Cobra Commander follows him outside, and we see some panels off screen of what happens to be a shock, and then a scream, and then just blood fill the panel. Soon after that, we see the owner of the restaurant goes out looking for the man as the dude happened to forget to pay his bill. Um, so now we see uh, them, I guess, that one of the waitresses and the manager go out and they come across the body. And they see, all you see on the page, the panel is blood, but uh, an insignia of, of the Cobra insignia. I mean, of course, why not, dude? Fucking Cobra Commander. Uh, the title then jumps now to before what had happened prior where we get a bunch of pages and panels of an underwater city of sorts that happen to be inhabited by regular people but they are scientists and then this laboratory giant laboratory underwater is then attacked by cobra and this is where we find out the people inhabiting inhabiting this place are all scientists and the leader of this group starts calling for a retreat and homeboy gets a headshot and it, these comics have been violent, which I'm enjoying. Um, gets a headshot. And as a leader of the group now starts, you know, he asks for the retreat. And the man that happens to who have shot him is another scientist. But this scientist is trying to start a rebellion of sorts against this attack, attacking group of Cobra soldiers. And trying to get the, the rest of the crew of scientists to, to help fight back as well then we this is where everything goes haywire and and none none of the scientists want to do shit and uh, he's using science you know to to help fight combat these soldiers he gives one of the ladies a bomb and like throw this and she's like what do i do with this and it just fucking blows up and it's like bitch after this explosion uh we now see the after effects of now a man same man lying on a gurney now, burnt up, blown up with an odd looking, I guess, odd looking tentacles running through his chest, torso, and just throughout his body. And now we see the doctors are using snakes to bite and, uh, bite the man, uh, almost injecting venom into him of sorts is what it looks like. And the art in here is great. The storytelling is really great too. We now see that the scientists um, are using the ocean life to kind of keep him alive. Uh, and then we see now the dude racked up on his bed now and then we get a closer look at his face now granted all bandaged up but odd looking and um 
it's weird. Like he's got like a third fucking eye and it's like a, a, a snake eye. Like it's, it's weird because it's, it's Cobra and it's Cobra Commander. So it's all making fucking sense. Like how weird and bizarre it is. But the visuals are fucking cool. Um, so it was cool. Uh, this is where we see another woman now walk in into the room and you know the man cobra commander obviously is looking at his mask and this lady that comes in happens to you know he's just staring at his helmet and the woman that walks in says put it on hide your shame you have been summoned and we get a conversation now between a man named lord Galobulus. (laughs) i know it sounds weird I didn't write it. And then we get some interesting interaction between uh, this Lord Globulus character and Cobra Commander. Now, um, is like uh, this this Lord Globulus. That sounds so funny saying. Um, Sends his men to attack and kill Cobra Commander. But Cobra Commander is kind of one step ahead using the science again to create... I guess drones, tiny drones to take out the men that are trying to kill him. So he's in essence telling the the Lord Globulus, there you go one more time for you guys, last one. And he's able to combat his soldiers and he's like, dude, send me out into the world. Like, uh, I'm a part of fucking Cobra. I can use fucking science in a good way. I can go fucking undercover. And that's kind of the story. Uh, we get more pages and panels. I'm not going to spoil anything in this because there is a really fuck moment that I'm like, shit, that's fucking dope. Um, just because I love a particular character. And it was just great to see said character. So if you guys are new, this is an issue number one. It's a good jumping on point. Uh, let's see. Let's hit to Marvel Comics. You know what? Fuck it. Um, Next one is going to be Book of the Week. I'm going to work a little bit backwards. So this next one is going to be Book of the Week. This is a DC Comics title. This is going to be Action Comics Volume 1, number 1061. I Bizarro part one now this next writer i love this fucking writer he used to write uh, the mighty thor um which was uh, and the immortal thor and and he wrote thor the god butcher he wrote thor for the longest time for marvel and uh the way he kind of wrote uh thor just becoming odin's son being unworthy to wield mjolnir and he wrote Jane Foster becoming Thor, being able to wield Mjolnir. And and that story arc was years in the making and just a beautiful fucking story. So I love Jason Aaron. This is the first Jason Aaron DC comic I've ever read. And Adam mentioned on, on their podcast this past week that it's his second one. The art is fucking killer. So Jason Aaron is the writer. Um, I did not write down the fucking artist. I can't believe I did not do that. It starts off on a magical world where the inhabitants here are gathered together discussing Bizarro coming in and wiping them out. So Bizarro is making his way to this planet, magical planet, and these people are saying how their magic is not, not strong enough to hold Bizarro back. And they're talking shit on Bizarro <laughs> um, because, okay, before we get started on the review, I am not a Superman fan. I know that sounds weird. I love superheroes. Uh, Superman, in my opinion. Sorry, Andrew. I love you, Andrew. Um, he does my bump, my intro, by the way. Uh, because he's the most unrelatable person hero to me. That's just to me. Um, 
it's hard to write, in my opinion, a good Superman story that's really, really compelling to me, to me only. And I know and I have read some great Superman stories, but um, give me more grounded individuals that are relatable to me. I feel like a Superman sometimes in the things I do, but there's, there's not a Superman, you know? Uh, give me like a daredevil, I know, minus the radar capabilities. But um, again, Bizarro, I'm a villain guy. They're always more complex and compelling individuals and characters to me. That's why I'm at for the villain on Twitter. Anyways, so I love the villains. Bizarro, and it's going to sound fucked up the way I'm going to break him down. He's a science project gone wrong using uh, that Lex Luthor, and many people have tried to clone and replicate this, an unfinished version of a clone of Superman. So he's kind of a simpleton, which sounds terrible to say. So now anyways, that's the best way to break it down if you guys do not know who Bizarro is. So now these, um, again, these elders, these magicians are talking about how they all need to pull their magical abilities together to stop Bizarro. And um, uh, Bizarro shows up and his dialogue is, me no remember. Me here because Superman love magic. Superman love magic so much. So Bizarro come to show that, that me love magic even less. You not see that Bizarro love you? Okay, so weird. So uh, because he's a simpleton, he the way he talks is, is backward form. So almost like Yoda, but I don't want to say dumber than Yoda. <laughs> but dumber than Yoda. Um, and, and he's, uh, everything he says is backwards. So if he says, I fucking love you, bro. It's like you motherfucker, I hate your guts. That's, that's what it is. Um, so now just very interesting. So, uh, these, these magicians are, are bas are basting him, basting him. No, they're blasting him. And, um, uh, and he's just like, Hmm, it no tickles. Then it now jumps to six weeks later in Metropolis. Now, six weeks later with Superman now. Where he's on his day-to-day, -day, but now he knows and feels and even can sense that Bizarro is arriving on Earth soon. So as he enters orbit, Bizarro, Soups now goes to confront him. And this is how the conversation starts off. So they're both uh, in the sky and they're, you know, they're already on Earth now, but he hasn't landed on Earth yet proper. So now he says, you remember me, right? And this is Superman talking. I'm Superman. We've been allies in the past. Has something happened on Bizarro World or with your son, Boyzaro? Last thing John and I heard, he'd returned home. Whatever it is, I'd like to help. What I mean is, and then he stops, Superman stops and says, I know come for talking. Superman only want to fight. What no say you, Bizarro? So he's talking to Bizarro the way Bizarro would understand. You know, because everything's backwards for this guy. And even Bizarro, I love fucking Bizarro, dude. Even the S on his chest is backwards. It's just, I, it's just, I love it, dude. So now, uh, Bizarro answers, hmm, you think I smartest man alive. You know, Superman, you know so much. Bizarro, please, let's not. As Bizarro just goes nuts and he just slugs him. And then we get a panel that says moments later. And, and we see Superman like wake up he's like oh this is venus bizarro 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 just swatted me 15 million miles that level of power is beyond anything he's shown before how has he kind of thinking how 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 powerful how much more powerful bizarro has gotten uh, and finally bizarro fucking flies over he's like i not know what you're thinking 
And you are wrong. I seem bizarro. Samest bizarro ever. As bizarro just now starts uh, taking Superman to fucking school. <laughs> Literally all across the solar system. You not stay here, Superman. Get up. Try to stop me. Make me kill you. Uh, this was just a dope fucking story. Um, I, I'm probably the only guy that loves Bizarro as much as I do. Um, and, and just when it's... This character is put into good fucking hands. As simpleton, as dumb, as as Bizarro can sound sometimes. The humanization behind this character, I fucking dig on, and I love it. Um, I, I Yeah, I've really enjoyed this. That one would probably be Book of the Week for me. Uh, next one is going to be a quick run-through, and it's going to be a Marvel Comics title. Uh, I'm going to put the cover up on this one. Um, if you guys want more context or background, uh, yeah, let me know. It's going to be a Marvel Comics title, Wolverine number 41, Sabretooth War Part 1. And I love this this precursor that they put on the beginning of the comic. The most violent Wolverine story ever told. Parental advisory, not capitalized. For kids, uh, I'm already in. Uh, Victor Laval is the, and Benjamin Percy are the writers. Jeff Shaw and Corey Smith are the pencilers. Jeff Shaw and Oren Jr. are the inkers. And Alex Sinclair is the color artist. VC's Corey Pettit is the letterer. And this one starts off with uh, inner monologue. The greatest weapon in a hunter's arsenal is patience. Waiting for the right moment to serve the killing blow. As we now see a panel of Wolverine clinging upside down on a ceiling by his claws. And we get more of his inner monologue continuing. When your prey is distracted, you strike. As we now see him looking down on Sabretooth, hunched over, looking to appear to be devouring a body. As we now see where they are at, and it's Orcus Station 5, under the command of Sabretooth. As Sabretooth says, guess he's Biclops now. As we see the, the person he was fucking eating is Cyclops. And so this is where we see Wolverine now drop in and attack Sabretooth. And in the background, we see a bunch of X-Men hanging from the walls. We see Angel, Iceman, Beast. And as Wolverine drops down, he gets, get, he gets caught midair. And Sabretooth says, impressed, you almost had me. Guess I'm the best there is. Sabretooth, Earth. And now it gives background on context in these particular Sabretooth. Sabretooth. Earth 616. Victor Creed, the top dog. Uh, again, these villains I, I love. I'm a huge Wolverine fan. I'm a huge Sabretooth fan. And v Victor Creed uh, is a gnarly fucking character. And we see how gnarly he is here. So Earth 616 is our comic-based universe. Um, so 616 is every comic we grew up with. Every comic I grew up with, for the most part, is Earth 616. Um, and we see the other people he's with and it's going to get a little complicated, but just follow me and I'm going to walk you guys through this. We then get, um, that this whole thing was just an exercise where we now see the, the other saber, saber of the multiverse are introduced. Sabretooth earth 203 cap sentinel of, of tyranny. We see Sabretooth earth one, nine, one, two, the savage Sabretooth. Sabretooth earth 12 pretty boy. Beauty and Beast in one package. And then from here, that's just the background. So Sabretooth was exiled from Krakoa, from the living island, um, early on in the run, which I believe was issue number one that Jonathan Hickman was writing. You guys don't necessarily need that. Uh, he was able to break out of the island, and now he's been on a fucking terror 
wanting revenge on the X-Men. And he just wants to fucking kill Wolverine. You know, that's what he does. So now jumps to the North Pole. And this is where we see the X-Men have been hiding since the attack from Orcus, one of their bases. And we see this group of, of uh, Sabertooths now head to Krakoa. So 616 Sabretooth, again, uh, Earth 616, can finally have his revenge. And he takes his crew of Sabretooths now. And their whole mission is like they're killing X-Men from other worlds. And our 616 Sabretooth is telling them like, nah, these X-Men are, are fucking pussies you guys keep fighting. The X-Men on, on my world are way ballsier and, and they're better fighters. So when we go after them, be fucking careful because they're going to fucking kill you guys. I hope you guys are not hearing that static. Um, so anyways, that's the whole background and context behind this. So now we see the island now surrounded by Stark Sentinels. And as Sabretooth and his crew of Sabretooth arrive, they're in one of the Orcus uh, spaceships that they had acquired, stolen, that has a cloaking device. So they show up to the island real quick. And... Uh, we see now Kid Omega, a powerful telepath mutant, um, goes to check out what's going on. And this this comic is violent. They kill fucking Kid. Like, they massacre Kid. Um, and then we come across Dakin, which is Wolverine's son. And Wolverine starts off with Dakin. Um, he, like, kills a fucking few deer. And he's like, skin these. I'll be right back. I'm making my rounds on the island. Um, I'll be right back. So he goes, you know, into the complex. He sees Laura McKinney. So he sees, you know, uh, X-23. And she's like, hey, Wolverine, uh, come hang out real quick. I have something to give you. He's like, no, I've got to check the island. I'm just making my rounds. She's like, and he kind of takes off. And she was going to give him, and this is where we find out it's Wolverine's birthday. And we see, um... Now, while that goes on, it jumps back to Dakin and the other Sabretooths now. Massacre again. Now, Dakin. Like, they're massacring fucking the, the mutant inhabitants of this island. Uh, and and it's nuts to see. Because Wolverine finally makes it back, you know, to, to check up. Like, okay, is dinner ready, motherfuckers? Did you guys skin this deer? Uh, and we see what the Sabretooths have been up to. They've killed a bunch of mutants so far. And the thing Laura McKinney X-23 wanted to give Wolverine was this particular thing was a birthday fucking present. And Wolverine had taken off. So when Wolverine shows up now, um, we see, oh my God, limbs, <laughs> uh, uh, legs, arms, torsos, spelling out happy birthday. I believe it said happy birthday runt because he always calls Wolverine runt. And Wolverine's like, fuck. Like he always has a knack for fucking up my birthday so the fact that Sabretooth is always aware every year that's his birthday and he makes his life a living hell logan wolverine is nuts and just the way it, it ended i'm like oh fuck dude this is gonna be dope um I, those two were my books of the week um i will catch you guys next week peace out
All right, guys, I made you wait too long. Um, I actually got to clock in for work right now, which sucks. Okay, I'm probably going to do very little editing. What is the best and worst birthday present you guys have ever received? Um, I don't want to sound like a bitter, sad fuck, but I'm going to be a bitter, sad fuck. Um, worst birthday present, I don't recall, honestly. Like, uh... I, I believe my family had taken off, and I think the girlfriend at the time had taken off somewhere. So I was kind of alone for a birthday, probably when I was like 21, 22 maybe. And it was just a, like, a, like a lonely birthday. Um, so that was probably the worst one. Um, now, as I'm older, um, I don't really care to celebrate my birthday. Um, n- not that I don't appreciate it when people do things for me. I love the fact that people remember and do stuff for me, but it's not something where it's like, it's my birthday week. It's my birthday month. Let's celebrate me. I'm not that dude at all. Um, it's just another day for me. It really is. If somebody gets me something or does something for me, I completely 100% of the time always appreciate it. I'm always appreciative of, of the thought that goes into stuff like that. I really am. Um, I'm the type of guy also though, you know, if my friends want to take me out, cool, dude, let's do it. I'll make time if you guys want to do something for me. Um, but it's never about me making plans. Like it's my 44th, 5th, you know, birthday. I have to go big. No, nothing like that. Even for my 50th in seven years, not going to do jack shit probably, even though it's a quote unquote milestone. Anyways, um, that's probably the worst that I can remember. Um, but now the way I celebrate birthdays, like, I don't think that's a bad thing anymore. I'll just request days off from both jobs. Like, and I can do whatever the fuck I want to do or not want to do. I normally like doing this and recording on my days off on my birthday. Um, that's the worst birthday, best birthday present. I honestly could not fucking tell you because now that I'm older, I love hanging out with my family. So most of our birthdays now, we meet up on a Sunday and celebrate whoever's birthday it is for that particular week and or weekend. And if we got to lump a few birthdays together, because in November especially, we have several birthdays we kind of have to lump together. My dad who passed being one of them, my older sister, and my niece. So we'll celebrate all three in one shot for the most part. Anyways, uh, the, the birthday presents I appreciate and love the most now are... In the past few years, I would have to say my nephews and my nieces... Uh, when they come over, like, uh, they, they always try to make it a surprise. Like, it's like, all right, guys, uh, we're going to meet either at Leah's house, my sister, or, you know, fuck it, come on over. But, you know, I want to see you guys. Let's watch some football, whatever. Um, when my nephews and my nieces, all of them come over and try to keep it a secret and they don't, they're, they don't tell me anything. They just surprise me and they know how much I love and appreciate seeing them. Those are, especially now that I'm older, uh, those are the ones that I love and appreciate more than anything. Um, it's just beautiful to me, and, and I love those fucking kids. I helped raise them, and to see them now as adults and becoming adults, and to see their journey is the thing I love the most. Not saying, like, I don't appreciate presents. I really do, but it's, I'm a simple cat, and that's all I need, dude. Uh, I made time on this one. All right. This is going to be a short ish show. Uh, next week I'm going to probably drop a filler episode, possibly two. Your guys will probably get three episodes from me next week. Two fillers, which are going to be two reviews, possibly just one review. And then a full episode of the comic syndicate 
You guys rock. I love you guys. I love doing this. If you guys have any questions, please um, hit me up anywhere, dude. I love you guys. You guys rock. I will catch you guys next week. Rate, review, share the podcast, and I will catch you guys next week. Peace out.